Hey guys, I'm Emma Krause, and welcome back to the new Harbinger series called East on Air. I'm Larkin Brundage. And I'm Grace Haster. And today we're going to be talking about everything Taylor Swift. Yeah! <laughs> Woo-woo, Taylor! So, the first topic I think we should discuss is the Ticketmaster dilemma. Uh, I know Larkin has a lot of opinions on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I know you guys got your tickets from Ticketmaster and you did the pre-sale, but some of us, including me, did not uh, register for pre-sale. So I pretty much was stranded, especially when Ticketmaster announced that they were pretty much shutting down sales for Swift. But Grayson and I got tickets. Yeah, we did. I honestly, my heart bleeds for those that didn't get tickets because... I feel like I'm just so lucky. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I was pretty much left with no hope at all for the concert until the beginning of Thanksgiving break when I was talking to my sister's girlfriend, and she was like, I got two tickets, and I have an extra. She was like, do you want it? And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, yes, of course I do. And at that point, I was quite literally screaming. I think that it was so stressful sitting, like, in the queue for Ticketmaster, especially when Grace and I were, like, we didn't have any classes, and so we were sitting in the Harbinger room doing seminar, trying to, like, wait in this queue, and then it paused. Yeah, because we we thought, in our ideal world, we were like, this pre-sale, or this sale is going to go on for maybe an hour, hour, half tops. No, we literally waited for the queue was paused for I think four hours and then right around like two it started moving along and then it, it got serious fast and then it was just like a scram for time I was worried that we were gonna get screwed out of our tickets because I've heard so many people got screwed and I was like oh my gosh what happens if I've I waited five hours to get these tickets and I didn't even like see it to see them but I'm so glad that that didn't happen I was actually really fortunate because when I was, I was about to go to my car because the bell rang and then it said, you're in and you have 10 minutes to buy your tickets. And so I got six tickets in my car because it's for Grace, Isabel Lobick, um, Anna Thielen's family and me. And it said that there was an error with the card and then it kicked me back out to like the ticket place or whatever. And I was like, oh my God, I have to do it again. And then I was trying to do it and it was like, you have a minute left, but it worked. So... Yeah, I just remember that day, like, everyone was just sitting on their MacBooks, like, don't talk to me, don't look at me, like, this is the most stressful day of my life, and I was like, okay, it's fine, like, I'll just get tickets later, and obviously when Ticketmaster shut down, I was like, okay, I'm not gonna go, um, and even my mom, I was talking to her because me and my cousins really wanted to go, and she was like, okay, I'll call Arrowhead and see, like, if there's anything there, and she was calling for, like, a suite, just in case, and they were, it was like $1,000 per ticket. And she was like, yeah, no, that's just not happening. Okay. When I like looked back, I because I had a pre-sale ticket too, or a pre-sale code too, and we used Emma's. And so I went in and I went all the way to the end because it was like seven o'clock at night. So it was way past when everything was slowed down and stuff. I only had to wait like maybe five minutes, but I get in there and the, I look at the available ticket options and there's literally like four seats left at Arrowhead. And I think that is so unfair for Ticketmaster to say that they are going to sell a certain amount of tickets with their pre-sale code and then send it to literally everybody. And it's not fair that they didn't, they, they sent too many pre-sale codes out. I mean, I, I don't think they could have foreseen how many people 
we're going to buy six tickets a piece. And also, like, countless internet scams are buying them. Like, you can see all these Instagrams. Like, there's this girl that I follow on Instagram. She's like, two tickets for Taylor Swift if you enter my contest. Like, people are, like, doing this for their own benefit. And I'm like, that's so unfair because all Taylor Swift wanted to do was just be able to have people hear her music. And it's not fair. Can we also talk about where we're sitting? Because I feel like that was also a big concern for everyone. And honestly, I had no concern with where I was sitting. Because for me, concerts are like, if you want to be there, you're there for a reason. You're there to hear the music. And wherever you're sitting, like, you're going to hear it. So at that point, I was like, I don't care where I am. But um, the tickets I have are in section 104. Which is pretty much, like, sitting kind of, like, next to this stage in a way, but, like, they're not nosebleed seats, and, I mean, when I saw them, I was like, okay, this is, like, literally the best opportunity of my life. Yeah, we have, like, section 328, which is in the uppermost bowl in the nosebleeds, and... Is it the nosebleeds? I'm pretty sure it's the nosebleeds, but it's on the side, so it's not, like straight back it's like sort of we're closer to the thing which makes it a lot easier for us to hear stuff but I'm with Lorcan I'm like if like I want to be there and I'm gonna actively want to be there so like I'm gonna make it a good time like no matter where I'm at so I think not only about seats but what are you guys gonna wear this has been on my mind pretty much every single day since I realized I was going um it's definitely going to take a few shopping trips, but I feel like it's got to be something like, I feel like people are picking albums to like wear an outfit for. And I honestly think it'd be really fun to do like, like a disco ball themed outfit. <laughs> and I know that sounds stupid, but I feel like that's like what Taylor Swift is in like an outfit or like an object. Uh, I want to do speak now, but I also don't know what I'd wear for that. So, see, I love the vibes of debut. Like I, but I like I don't. It's not my favorite album. It's not even. It's my least favorite album. But I just love like the cowboy hat, cowboy dress, um, cowboy boots. Like, but I think I'm gonna do lover only because like pink looks so good on me. But I don't know. Yeah, I think midnight's will probably be what I go with. Just because it's her newest album, and also I feel like, like, Midnight's has grown a lot on me, so, speaking of albums, let's talk about some of our favorites. Alright, so, favorite albums, when Emma told me we were listing some of them, this was, like, my moment of panic, because Taylor Swift, like, really doesn't miss often. Um, I think she puts a lot of thought into her albums, and... Which is kind of insane to me because she produces an album around every year, which I was looking back at. Um, but I would say first on my list would be Folklore. It's a lot different than her older albums, and I think that's what I really liked about it. And also just, like, I like that genre of music more, like, it's a little calmer. I mean, it's obviously folk. Like, I just, I think it was a really good change for her. Um, and I think Midnight's, like, completely switched up, like, what she was doing with Folklore, but she found a way to incorporate everything into Midnight's, and I think that was also a part of why I liked Midnight's, and that is number five on my list. 
Okay, so my favorite album is Speak Now. I feel like there's no skips on Speak Now. Um, a lot of the songs of that on Speak Now are on my top 22 list of ta- favorite Taylor Swift songs. And then I'd say my second favorite one is probably Folklore, just because there's so much like meaning behind the lyrics. Okay, like this is going to take a total turn. My favorite album is Reputation. No. Because I believe that there is no skips on that album. And my second favorite is Lover, because... I mean, there are a few skips. I mean, me, yes, you need to calm down. Yes, they are, they are skips. I will I like acknowledge those songs. that. That's, I actually like those two songs. I know they get a lot of hate, but I like them. The most, I think the most honorable mention on Reputation is New Year's Day. It's a complete twist in the album, but it's like, I don't know. I think that had some sort of lead up to Evermore and Folklore. I just think it like toned down the album a little bit if that makes sense but that is one of my favorites on reputation see like my favorite on reputation is like dress and new year's day is a good one too it no oh my god new year's day is so good but my favorite song in lover like literally my favorite song of all time is daylight oh my god and afterglow those are my top two because like daylight is such like a lover girl song but it's not like oh my god i'm in love with you like i love boys no it's literally her appreciating like love in general oh my god it's such a good song and then and then afterglow is about her dealing with like anxiety and like her with the relationships and anxiety and i feel like that's like so totally puts like all my thoughts into one song emma you look like you want to say something i love daylight that's all i have (laughs) i think taylor swift i think the reason why people love taylor swift so much is because she's able to relate to basically everyone through her lyrics she puts a lot of effort and meaning behind them and I think that's probably why I love Taylor Swift a lot is because even if you don't know her as a person once you start getting into her music it's like she's your best friend like you're able to like figure out what's happening in her life and you can connect it to your own life and I just think as like a songwriter that's really really impressive. Um, I think what also makes her music so good is that like some people listen to music for the way it sounds, and some people listen to it for the way, for like the lyrics. For Taylor Swift, you definitely have to be a lyrics girl because if you don't understand her lyrics, you're like in, in the you're like you're like blindsided because you you love the music and you love the beats, but you don't get the second aspect of the, like everything, the lyrics, all of the music, they all tie in together, and that's why it makes her music so beautiful. I disagree. I don't think you have to be a lyric person to like Taylor Swift. I think it could go either way as if, like, you like really like the lyrics and then the sound is, like, added bonus, but you could also, like, really like the sound, but then the lyrics are an added bonus. Like, I don't think you have to be, like, one or the other. Well, yeah, I, I think, I, I mean, I agree with you, but, like, I feel like if you don't get the lyrics, you're missing a whole aspect of the thing like for rap songs like people i could just listen to the beat all day and i'd be fine like and the lyrics are an added bonus but for taylor swift like me listening to the music and hearing the words and analyzing it is just like it just takes it one step further and like it just makes everything deeper i guess also i feel like taylor swift fans are pretty much a different breed of person because if you see like a taylor swift fan their reaction to love story or you belong with me coming on 
I mean, this literally just happened in the past week. Me and Emma were screaming. Like, there's no there's no limit to how much you love Taylor Swift once you get into her. Like, she's just, like, she's such a lovable songwriter and artist. Like, I just I just have so much love for her. Like, it's just crazy. Um, I really random. Sorry. want to talk about All Too Well 10-Minute Version. Um... First time I heard it, I was really confused, and I was like, I don't want to listen to a song for 10 minutes. Um, now I don't even think about it. I know every single lyric. Um, me and my cousin sing it every time we're in the car together. I just think, like, it was kind of revolutionary, because this is, like, the lyric aspect of it. Like, you know, if you don't know a lot about Taylor Swift's life, it won't make sense, but, like, this is, like, the true start of like her getting back at people for what they've done the 10 minute version is my like one of my top five favorite songs and it's not because like it's it's just because it's so like in depth and there's so many like layers to it it's like it's like an onion there's so many layers to it and I just feel like her making like making a song in general is hard okay it's hard making a 10 minute song about a song that you already wrote probably 10 years ago 15 years ago so you're writing the same song that you wrote 15 years ago adding lyrics that you wrote when you're 15 it's just that it's so hard for someone to rewrite one of their songs because you have already written it once you already you already wrote it that's the only thing that's out in the world like there's another there's no other all too well like by another artist like that's hers and I feel like it's so hard for her to or it was it's so hard for anyone to make a song again like I just it's so amazing that she made it 10 minutes and she made it completely different than the first one except for like the chorus and stuff speaking of top five songs so what are you guys's top five songs okay this I I am gonna admit that I pretty much just threw this list together off of the Taylor Swift starter pack that I have on Spotify um, but I'm just, I can't even say this is in top five. I mean, they are some of my favorites, but I'm not going to say top five because that would take a good two hours to come up with a top five list. But here are some of my favorites. Um, Cardigan, uh, All Too Well 10 Minute Version, State of Grace, Acoustic Version. Yeah. Uh, Emma, don't look at me like that. Acoustic Version makes me cry. Um, Labyrinth. That one was, like, perfect timing for what I needed in my life. Like, that song, especially the lyrics, breathe in, breathe through, breathe deep, breathe out. Like, I'm just saying, that in the car is, like, my motivation to Talk get Talk about out. how Taylor Swift said those lyrics in her New York uh, University graduation speech two years before it came out. Isn't that crazy? She is a mastermind, no pun intended. <laughs> Okay, a little bit. Here you go next. Okay, so I'm pulling my top five off my top 22 list. And so obviously my number one is Daylight. Daylight has been my top Taylor Swift song for years since it's probably come out. Um, my second one would probably be Forever and Always. I feel like that's a really good Fearless song. Um, I like Clean. I used to not like 1989, but I it's grown on me. And then I like Story of Us and then Sad, Beautiful, Tragic. Oh my god, that song is so good. Okay, my top five, Daylight, Afterglow, 
This Love, Taylor's version. Um, probably The Great War. Honorable mention, This Is Me Trying. Folklore, I feel like when I was listening to this album, I was just shuffling it. And This Is Me Trying, I just feel like there's so much to that song. Like, I just feel like it literally grabbed my heart and tore it into pieces. Like, it's just, it's so real. Like, This Is Me Trying, just... Oh, like that—that that is how I feel about the song. Like I could listen to it over and over and over. It is my sixth song on my list. Uh, it's my fifth, and I think it's so interesting because all of the her, all of her songs in folklore and evermore are like so in depth, and I feel like it's because in covid and quarantine we were all stuck in our houses and we had nothing better to do like think about taylor swift producing albums regularly and then think about when she has nothing to do other than sit in her house like you like all of these songs from folklore and evermore are like my favorite songs ever because it's just so like in-depth she is like literally a mastermind and pun is intended there i really like the folklore love triangle between August, Betty, and Cardigan, I think I so I used to not like folklore. Oh, I don't know yikes. if yikes. you could hear what was just said, but yeah. No, because August is my favorite song. So, Cardigan, August. Wait, August sorry. This is my favorite song out of the triangle. Uh, that is fair. I. Would say August Cardigan and then Betty, but Betty's still pretty. Good. I relate. I relate to August so hard. Oh my god, it's because she's literally being used, and then she just is thrown away. And oh my god, it's such a good song. Go ahead. I think we also need to talk about Midnight's um, first reactions. I didn't I, like it at first. I didn't like it either. I was really, really excited for it. Because I've gotten into Taylor Swift a lot more over the last few months. Um, especially the beginning of the school year. But I was really excited for it to come out. And everyone was freaking out about it and already listing their favorite songs. And I was like, I just, I don't, I didn't really see the hype. Like, I didn't see how it was, like, so good. Um, now I've listened to it a lot more. And there's just a lot more that I've, like, the little, like, hints from past songs that I think, like, really connect together well um but now I like labyrinth is like like I said like it's one of my favorite songs now and like I think she did a really good job it's not my favorite album but I like it a lot more now than I did before oh okay I heard this I'm gonna let I'm like what do you guys think about this I heard a theory that all of her songs on midnight was a song picked out of each album and era that she was like this doesn't fit the vibe even though it did you like because midnights is such a diverse album and literally you can like pick out each song where it goes like lavender haze i always thought that, that was like a 1989 song because it's literally a pop song but then labyrinth is like a folklore it's like it's like slow like it doesn't fit the vibe I feel like overall. labyrinth could go on lover i agree i agree okay um yeah i agree with that <laughs> Um, I think one of my favorite, very obvious ties is Dear John and Would've, Could've, Should've. Would've, Could've, Should've hit a different heartstring. Like, 
it's yeah i just that's all i have to say about it we'll see if i'm gonna cut this out but i'm about to say Go ahead. She wants to say something controversial. I'm, I'm about to say something controversial. And take this with a grain of salt. But obviously, I can separate the artist from the music. But I like John Mayer's music. I don't like John Mayer. But I like John Mayer's music. And I think he's a good guitarist. This is like saying you like... What's this? Kanye. Jake Gyllenhaal. I'd just like to say my older brother always talks about Jake Gyllenhaal, and now he's just like, why don't you like him, blah, 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 and he knows that I will always back up Taylor Swift. It's not that, obviously, I'm fully aware that what he did to Taylor Swift was wrong. I mean, if you listen to Dear John... She was literally 19 years old. Okay, I'm not defending John Mayer's actions at all. Like, you could call him, like, the worst person ever, and I wouldn't disagree. I just like his music some of it i feel that i feel that because on the same part i'm kind of like i like two of kanye's songs but i hate the man but like here's the thing i liked john mayer before i liked like fully liked taylor swift and hearing dear john didn't make me not like john mayer's music it made me not like him as a person but i still liked his music i think that's i think that's really like i think that's completely fair like you don't have to like someone as a person to like, like, what they've created. Because, yeah. like, I mean, you could be, like, a super fan of someone and then, like, support someone else's music that you like that has a past with them. Well, I don't understand is when people are, like, when people, ha- like, are on the other side where they don't like Taylor Swift because of how many, like boyfriend she's had like i don't think it's fair to like not even li- i mean i don't i mean it's up to people whether they listen to the music or not but i don't think it's fair how people like tr- completely trash her because she's dated these guys and i'm like dude if it was the other way we wouldn't be having this conversation so yeah i think okay if you've ever seen taylor swift's documentary she is possibly the most, like, laid-back artist I've ever seen. Like, she's constantly in her studio. Like, she... My dad kept talking about how she constantly has her phone on her just so she can record everything she does. And honestly, I think that is how, like, her songs are so well thought out is because she records anything that, like, she sings just in case she loves something and can come back to it. Speaking of Taylor Swift's documentaries, I really liked her latest one, Miss Americana. I think a lot of people hate on the song Me, which has Brandon Murray on it. Yikes! <laughs> Don't make it. Way to start off with that one. <laughs> okay, so we're actually not, I'm not finishing this sentence. Me is... <laughs> so listen, 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 listen. I'm not putting this on air, but you need to listen to me. Hey, kids. Spelling is fun. <laughs> I really like you need to calm down. (laughs) You need to calm down, all puns intended. I am calm. I feel like throughout all of Taylor Swift's hardships, I feel like the only, the one thing that brings us all back together is her music. And like, no matter all the drama and all the ticket sales, I feel like it just all circles back to one thing and it's her music. I also feel like along with music, she's done so much in in the industry, one for women, um, 
for equal rights, for equal pay, a bunch of stuff that like no other artist has even dared of doing because they're scared. And I feel like that's also a good thing for young girls to understand about Taylor Swift is that she takes calcul she takes risks. And no matter if they're calculated or not, like I feel like being able to take risks is just like a thing she does and it's always like a good lesson to learn. Yeah, I completely agree. I think overall Taylor Swift is just very thoughtful with what she does. I think her messages have a lot of meaning behind them. So I think overall we all just like appreciate that a lot about her and what she does. All right, that's all we have. Thank you for listening to the Harbinger podcast. Stay tuned for next time.